Welcome back to episode three of the Shedcast Reboot. I'm your host once again, Mr. Jonathan Shelby. I'm with a very, very special guest star of the Shedcast Reboot. If you know anything of the Shed Standard or the old Shedcast, you will recognize this voice. And if you could see it, you'd recognize the beard too. Mr. Luke Galloway is with us tonight. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Luke? Jonathan, how the heck are you? I'm doing swell. Thanks for asking. I'm glad to be here. You know, Jonathan, this is a great place you got here. Very nice, very hospitable people. Your uh, grandfather seems like a swell guy. Taught me all about farming. I think I'm going to grow hemp. That's what he said that I should recommend growing because it is the CBD oil industry is obviously taking off right now. Um, Soybeans, not a good thing to grow. Um, Hemp's hemp is probably what I'm going to start growing. Uh, Cattle not too well uh, where I live because land property is too much. Uh, that's what your grandfather says. Uh, I, I take his word for it because I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm, you know, I don't really know too well about all that stuff. Uh, maybe uh, maybe get a chicken coop, chicken farm, grow some eggs, stuff like that. We got a chicken coop a while back. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, it is my first time here at the shed even though I have been the voice. I would, I would say that I have been the voice of the shed standard and voice in the face voice and the face and the beard of the shed standard and i'm finally here sitting in all of its glory uh having a nice bartle skeet sitting on a very luxurious steel chair that looks like it was made before the cold war <laughs> back when uh president carter was uh making making legal mandates um but yeah, uh, it's, I'm glad to be here, and I actually really dig the vibes that are in this place. Um, there's a lot of American memorabilia in here. Uh, I, I like it very much. It's very cozy. It's very nice, very cozy in here. Um, nice bedroom, I tell you what. You could, you could practically live here. That's, well, a fancy, that's a fancier coffee maker than I got in my house. Um, is that an air fryer? It is. Dagnab. I have a convection slash air fryer, and uh, it's not exactly an air fryer. It's just a fancy convection oven, which um, uh, I, it does have a mode where I can uh, dehydrate fruit and stuff like that. Huh. That's pretty cool. Never use it. Not really much in a dehydrated fruit. Um, however, oranges and satsumas, you dehydrate those, whoa. They're good. Delicious. Huh. You can buy them store-bought, and they're delicious. So. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm here and I'm ready to do the thing, and this is a this is a, it's a great treat for me. Yeah, you know, I'm on the other end of the table, so to speak. You are hosting, even though that's something that we've discussed for a long time. You to be a guest on the uh, the Shed Standard Shedcast version 1.20. Now this is version 2.20. So yeah, glad you'd be here, man. Well, I'm glad that you're glad. Oh. How was work today? Anything interesting happened? Um, not particularly, to be quite honest with you. Um, I don't really have a very interesting job. Not a lot of stuff happens. Not a lot of stuff goes on. I just sell memberships um, and I answer questions for old ladies because not a lot of guys ask questions because they're too prideful or they already know what they're doing. But particularly the old ladies that don't know how to turn on the treadmill or they don't know how this works, they don't know how to work masks, yada, yada, yada. 
But, um, you know, whenever the boys stop by, it's always a good time. Um, Parker was there. Tristan Thomas was there. Tristan Thomas? Yeah, there. Tristan Thomas came I haven't seen Tristan in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool. Pretty fun time. Um, yeah. Anything interesting happened this week? This week? Yeah. Just in general. Job. Life. Life? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to lie to my old lady. So, like, she does absolutely has no idea that we're going to Monster Jam tomorrow. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know. I don't think you told me that part. No. Um, yeah. Uh, Parker helped me out with this one. Um, she asked me today. She was like, I told her we we're doing something, like, last week. I bought the tickets, like, last Wednesday or Thursday. And I told her ahead of time, what are you doing, like, you know, next Saturday? Uh, she's like, well, I'm off. Because she, she, she worked all last weekend. So I asked her, like, what are you doing next weekend? Uh, she's like, I'm off all weekend. I'm like, great. Saturday at 7, we are doing something. And she's like, well, can I ask what it is? I'm like, um, no. But uh, it's going to be at 7 o'clock, and that's all you need to know. So today, she got kind of pushy with it. She's like, I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to be prepared for. And I'm like, um... I'm like, well, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Well, shorts. I'm wearing khaki shorts and a t-shirt. And then she was like, well, I was just asking because, you know, Monster Jam's in town. I'm like, well, well, I I played it off like, uh, dang, I didn't know that it was in town. It's a bummer that we're going to miss it. Because typically it is like it's January 1st or January 31st that Monster Jam happens. Not July. Have y'all talked about a lot about going to Monster Jam? I've told her several times that I'm going to take her. And well, she's never been. I told her several times that I'm going to take her, but the but what I said was, I'm like, dang, I didn't know that it was happening right. because I've already made reservations for Top Golf, which I've also, oh. which I've also been telling her that we're going to go. And uh, we almost went one time, but what you know, it was Memorial Day weekend, and obviously, yeah, everything's already booked Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So. I told her that I've already res- res- reserved a bay at 7, and um, she asked me, like, well, you know, I pass it all the time when I was doing my training in Baton Rouge, and I'm like, well, they got one in New Orleans, and then that's the one that we're going to, to Metairie, so when we pass up the road, we got it's like, it's a road that leads to Highway 436, and then you hit the interstate going towards Covington, so when we pass that, eventually, she's going to be like, oh, I thought we were going to such and such, and they go, well... I've already got that out the way because we are going to talk off in uh, in a new one. So and I've already told my parents, don't mention anything about Monster Jam when she comes over this week weekend. So um, yeah, I'm trying to surprise her. It is a fun time. I have been several times when I was a kid. Been to uh, been to uh, Mr. Brood. How are you doing today, sir? Thank All right, how are you doing? Mr. Brody, you're on the air right now. Episode three of the Shedcast. Right. Come grab you a seat. Well, uh, I've been to one in New Orleans several times in the Superdome. I've been to the Gulf Coast Coliseum. Uh, those are two separate series, by the way. Uh, that's where like drivers cut their teeth. Is it so, so? It's such a small building. That's where they learn to hit jumps and time jumps and get air and stuff like that. So I've learned. I've also been to one in San Diego on a random whim. Um, I was in the military for about three years. I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, I was an assault man, and 
I got got done with my first deployment. It wasn't a combat deployment, it's UDP. UDP stands for Unit Deployment Program. It's basically a scheduled deployment, so your, your unit, wherever you're stationed at, you go to a forward location in your area of operation, um, which was the Pacific Theater, so we went to um, uh, Okinawa, Camp Hansen in Okinawa. So after we got back from that, uh, I was selected to go to Advanced Assault Course, which is in Camp Pendleton. And we all went out, and I was 20 at the time. There was only one other guy that was under 21. And we all carpooled out there to San Diego, and they basically, um, um, the French Quarter, their red light district is the equivalent to the French Quarter, you know, party-wise and stuff like that. So we're driving around uh, the, like, I don't know what part of San Diego we were in. We were by Petco Park, which is where the, where the uh, Padres play. And everybody, there's parking lots, street park and everything like that's full. And, uh, you know, people are getting out of their cars and they're walking like, what the, what in the, what in the heck is going on here? And uh, I rolled the window down and, man, I could hear him. I could hear him a couple blocks away. And I'm like, dude, let's go. We're going to Monster Jam. And that was probably one of you know, spontaneous things where you don't expect them to happen, those always turn out to be the best and most memorable. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it'll be the same for uh, for her. And be, uh, you know, she's not going to be expecting it. So has that? Has she ever been to a monster jam? She has not. I'm assuming she enjoys monster trucks. Um, uh, I think that she would like it. She does like dude like stuff. Like I took her bow fishing, and she seemed to like that. She is she. From first glance, if you were to see her, like if we were a. Uh, like when we went out and did our double date, did you get kind of a sense that she was bougie in a sort of fashion? Define bougie. Like uppity, kind of, you know, like very uh, high, high, maintenance. high maintenance, high class in a Not sense. Not really. Well, I kind of got that vibe from her the first time that on our first date. but uh. First time I met Unique was, uh, I don't know, she just seemed like a cool person. I mean, she is pretty cool. I mean, she's nowhere near as attractive as you are. Oh, got <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Can't believe you're gonna say that with Brody, you man. He's got me beat. Look at no, that. I don't know about that. Look at that long curly hair, man. Come on. Speaking of the long curly hair, I was telling you about uh, Dusty earlier. Grows beard out and everything. I've it's the equivalent. It's more before you shave, before you cut your beard off. It was he had a he has a longer beard and longer hair than you do now. It's crazy. Oh, so, uh, anyway, uh, one of the stories I wanted to share tonight for our listeners any, that that are into the paranormal sort of thing and a story that I haven't told. Did I tell you? I don't think I did. I ain't seen. I ain't seen you. I, I, I ain't seen you. I know I ain't told you yet. Uh. So, when Wednesday, no, not Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday evening, I, I was over here, I was doing, I was doing something over here, I forgot, I think I was watching Spider-Man or something over here, and I had to go home, I went home for something, and me and my little cousin went fishing last weekend, I left my fishing pole in my tackle box on my four-wheeler. So I was going to bring it back to the old corn crib we had behind our house. I used it for like a little shed or whatever. I put the stuff, I was going to put my fishing pole in my tackle box in there. <clears throat> well, I got on, got on the full wheeler, I took it back there. And we have a little trail that goes out to uh, the creek right by our house. 
Have you been back there yet, Bernie? Anyway, last time I had been back there, it was probably late May. And I went back there because I'd set like a table and like metal table, metal chairs, a lot of stuff up back there. And just a little hangout spot and like a campfire or whatever. Well, it was supposed to be a really, really bad rain that week. That really bad rain turned into about two months worth of it. If you live in Louisiana or Mississippi, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Even Florida, man. Yeah, it's just been terrible. Anyway, it had it'd been before it really started raining yet, though. So, but it floods really bad back there, so I was going to tie the table and the chairs up to a tree so it didn't, like, float off or anything. Well, I hadn't been back there since I tied everything up. So I dropped my fishing pole and my tackle box off. I was going to go back there and check on it. Well, I'm, ri- I'm riding back uh, in my backfield. My dog, Katie, she's following me. She always followed me everywhere I go on the floor. She followed me. I started going on the trail, <clears throat> and I went. I was going down the trail, and the trail tees off. Like you can go left, you can go right. Go right, you'll head back on another trail back towards my house. If you head left, you'll end up going towards the creek. We're right at the T, at the very end of the T. There was a tree, like small, small tree snapped, and like oh, laying over like halfway over the path. Um, okay, I'm thinking. Because I know automatically when I... My 12-year-old mind would have went to Bigfoot. But I was trying to be more rational. I'm, a, I'm an older gent now. I believed in the paranormal, specifically Bigfoot, for a long time. But I was trying to be very, very rational here. Anyway, tree was snapped, bent over. I'm like, all right, wind must be dead. Or whatever. It was not It was not rot. It was, it, it was very healthy with the tree. Anyway, I went around it. Kept going. A few minutes later, there's another tree bent across the trail. I was, it was high enough where I could still go under it on four, but this one was uprooted. It was, once again, it was not a very large tree. It was larger than the one I just went across. Both of them, you can probably put your hands around and fit the trunk, but they're just they're really tall or whatever. Uh, this one, uprooted. Alright, it was, it, was, it was bigger than the last one. Not 30 seconds more, I'm riding my forward. A big old fat tree is laying all the way across the trail. It's got branches and crap sticking out. None of these trees are rotten, by the way. Not one of them. They are very healthy trees. This one snapped probably about three or four feet up the tree. And um, I was like, alright, alright, well. So at this point, I gotta get off the full. If I, if I plan, if I'm plan on getting the creek I gotta get off the floor and move the tree out the way so I get off and I'm trying try, it's, it's, it's heavy it's taking me a little while to get grip on it and move it well I start pull, pulling it back and my four wheeler's still running and everything I heard something it sounded to me like a growl I mean I don't know where it came from it, it wasn't that like it wasn't like ear piercing it wasn't a roar or anything cause like I, cause uh yeah, I, I heard I heard it, but I barely heard it. But it was loud enough for I could hear it over the full wood. Because it was, I just stopped. I just stopped. Like I stopped pulling on the trash. Just looked around. Like, did I really just hear that? It was, it was weird. I'm like, all right, I gotta get this tree out of the way. So I'm pulling on the tree. I'm pulling. On, I turn around and looking for my dog because I couldn't. I couldn't see her. And uh, I saw her. She was standing by the uh, four wheeler. 
I called her here. I was, uh, and my this dog, she she loved me. I've known her since we like to my great grandma's dog, and then she got too too really old to take care of her, so she came to our house and she's like, and she's always seen me up at her house, and so she loved me. I kept calling her. Katie would not go past my foyer. She would not go anywhere towards that tree. I kept calling her. She she wasn't moving. Like okay. Got the tree out, got the tree folded back as far as I could. There were still branches poking out, like still in the way. So I started snapping the branches, trying to like push them off to the side. When I get done, I got about half the trail uncovered now. I'm walking back to my uh, four wheeler, and Katie starts like trotting back the way we came. I'm like, okay, well, she thinks I'm walking that way now. She thinks we're leaving or whatever. I get on the four wheeler, I call her. And she turns around and looks at me. And I go forward, like, towards the tree. She takes off out of the woods. I'm like, great. I'm, 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 I'm very paranoid right now. So I start going forward a little bit. I'm like, no, screw this. I'm getting out of here. So I back up. I get out. I couldn't find Katie. I kept going. I couldn't find her. When I finally got out of the trail, like, in the field, she was waiting at the very edge of that trail for me. But she, she wasn't going back in the woods. Like, she, she didn't want me. She was done with it. So, yeah, that happened to me Tuesday evening. It sounds to me like you uh, narrowly escaped with your life and extremities of your body intact. Do you do you ever contemplate bringing a firearm with you when you're going out there? See, I would I like I was back there out there today. I did I had my shotgun with me, not necessarily for a Bigfoot. But you never know what you know what's out there, you know, like snakes, a hog that decides that he wants to charge you, or uh, the, man, the man bear pig or something like that. Right. You never know. But I am, I'm a, I, w- I will tell anybody, I believe in Bigfoot. Uh, it's just, I think, my personal opinion, like we're still discovering like new animals and stuff, and there's tons of places on the earth that no human being has ever set foot. I mean, I, I think there's quite a possibility. I also had another experience when I was younger, story for another day, but uh, it very, um, it was a very convincing experience for me to believe in Bigfoot. May I raise this question to you? What's that? You know how about all those folklore type uh, mythical creatures that are yeah. In indigenous to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, the population in the country has really rapidly accelerated over the hundred, last hundred years or so. Yeah. And the dens- population density within major cities and even small towns has increased. So, but a lot of the stories that you hear about, you know, I wouldn't say otherworldly, but. Uh, What's what's the what 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 word do you use to uh, paranormal? Paranormal, yeah, paranormal type creatures. I guess you can say like the Wendigo or the Bigfoot or something like that. Some undescribable, otherworldly type of uh, animal that could have done some sort of damage in, in order to kill someone. You always hear about them in national parks. Yeah, you know, and so that's nobody. N- you nobody is you know. Yeah, you know nobody's really living in a national park. Um, so, there is a possibility, you know. Uh, do you 
do you watch Joe Rogan's podcast or stuff like that? Uh, don't a whole lot. There's an end of these. He's got some very interesting people that comes on to his podcast. Some that are hunters, some that are, uh, you, you know, guys are like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you'd call this guy. But he, his job in life is to basically find uh, evidence that animals that are extinct still live to this day. And he believes that there is a, in South America, I don't know if it's Chile or whatever, but he believes that there is this big bowl. Like, there's, there's a huge mountain range that surrounds a low-lying area, and there's a big bowl in which the uh, Tasmanian tiger might still be alive and living in. Yeah. That's wild. There's a, there's a, a video or a picture of a Tasmanian tiger, like a colored picture of him, very recently, passing by a, uh, like a hunter or a poacher's, you know, position. He had him on camera. So, and also, another thing to think about... Um, what is in the ocean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just like giant that. squids. Yeah, like the the depth, very very, like one of those deep, very small, deep, highly pressurized submarines that like, go way down there. Like the pick, like the video of a giant squid is mad. All right, guys. I don't know where we left off. It was a brief pause. I accidentally stopped the recording by accident. Anyway. Where did, where did we leave off? We were talking about uh, what may or may not be in the ocean. Uh, yeah, I wanted to look something up that we were talking about. Uh, oh, the... Ta- the Giant squids. No, Tasmanian tiger. The, yeah, the Tasmanian tiger. I forgot what we were talking about that. Um, yeah. Those well, things are kind of creepy looking. Like, if you were to... Like, how an, an alligator or a... Uh, you know, an alligator or a crocodile can open its jaw because it, its lips don't go all the way forward, you know, like a human... Like, basically, it has no side lip, and it can open its jaw to, like, unbelievable widths. And it looks quite, quite crazy, and its tongue just, like, is everywhere. If I could ever get my hotspot working on it, I'll try to look that up. But, um, I don't know if that's happening today. I mean, it's, just, it's basically Tasmanian tiger, but it's, it's the size of a dog. And it's got a very long snout, and it can open its jaw to quite... Quite large widths. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, how much land is being occupied and how much land is explored? Um, I feel like there are there's probably still some uh, you know discoveries to be made. But so. what is in the ocean is very yeah. vastly unexplored. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think uh, we know more about space than we do our own oceans. That's, that's what that's I've always, heard. That's what I've always been told. Um, but yeah, it's such a difficult thing for, for both exploring space. Well, space you can just look out into, right? With a, with you know telescopes, the Hubble telescope is still out there. The what? The Hubble telescope mm-hmm. that was launched in like the early seventies, late sixties. It's still out there, man. Um, it's like I don't want to tell you something wrong, but it's like by Jupiter or Saturn right now, and it's still gonna go out into the, uh, I don't know where it's at, but it's, it's, as long as it still oh. has battery life, it's still gonna it, go further and further into the universe. The Voyager thing, the one where they, uh, they, they put like a big collection of stuff, like old, uh, movies and stuff in to like send out like an alien saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, I remember hearing, like, it was, it was past Pluto. You, 
like uh, like what you're saying, like a kind of like a time capsule of what's yeah, going on yeah. currently. Do you want to know something very interesting? Uh, so, with uh, with the Cold War, like I was talking about, nuclear testing, uh, whether it be bombs or, or reactors or whatnot, there's a lot of nuclear waste. And there's a place in, um, I want to say it's Iceland. It's uh, one of those Nordic countries, and they have a large, very large, very deep down uh, into the earth. It's a bunker in which they house a lot of uh, a lot of uh, nuclear waste, and it is designed to hold nuclear waste in there for over a thousand years. And they uh, basically contracted linguists to create the best form of language, whether it be signage or any sort of language, whether it be you know, English, Spanish, uh, whatever, to that would that would that, that that would be easily recognizable for someone that is a thousand years in the future. Think about the language that was spoken a thousand years ago and how different it is from now. Like, it, it's almost impossible to like make a language that people would understand, or even even like like visual signage and pictures and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Like, uh, like think about like uh, caveman paintings and whatnot. Uh, e Egypt, Egyptian hieroglyphics, like how uncomprehensible it is. Maybe like paintings are paintings, but like. Hieroglyphics, you know, yeah. hieroglyphs or hieroglyphics. I don't know what you, what you, you know. There's only, I'd say, there's probably maybe handfuls of people on the planet that can really just decipher part parts of it, you know. Yeah. So it's crazy how much things change over time. But uh, yeah, that it is. That was just a little fun caveat. During quarantine, I got I got real big into Cold War stuff. Really? Yeah. Post World War II, Cold War era stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a really deep dive. There's so much about everything that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah. I was watching some article on Snapchat today. It was just, it really piqued my interest. Never heard about it before. It was in the late 1800s, I think, that it happened. This guy, his name, I know his last name was Warson, I think. Warson, Warson. I want to say his first name. His first name was James, James Warson. Uh, he was like he lived in this town, and you know, big like kind of popular guy. He was like a shoemaker, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he was just like sounded like to me just all around, you know, good guy. Like he had a family and stuff, community like really respecting, just a very respectable, decent guy or whatever. But uh, he was really I don't know what he did to make him like that. He was really athletic though. Uh, and he was out in town one day showing off. I don't know what exactly what he was doing. He was showing off doing something, and these guys came up to him, and they challenged him. There's this and they, there's this town that was like 20 miles away. I forget where what where this took place at, but they were like, I bet you can't run like not walk no walking or anything. Run from this town and back like 20 miles. Uh, and he was like, "All right, bet." So, old boy, take or he was gonna take off, but they were like, "All right, so what if he, um, like he could just run outside town, you know, rest, take a nap for three hours, and run back at like and act out of breath." 
So, like, we're going to follow him. So, some of his buddies got in a carriage and a uh, horse, horse carriage, and they followed him. Well, they run, and he, he, he was running for quite some time now. And there, his buddies, I think it said, were like 30, 40 feet behind him. I think it said 36. I don't know why I'm so specific. But anyway, and he was running, and he tripped over something, a rock or something. And as he fell, this is what this I looked it up on there, and this is allegedly what happened. But as he was falling, right before he hit the ground, old boy vanished. Gone. Nobody knows where he went, ever. Like that. It was weird. And then early 1900s, this guy, he was an author, and he was big in like paranormal stuff. He wrote a book about him. I forget what his name was. And he went missing. Uh, not same circumstances or anything, but he did go missing. Like nobody, like he just went missing one day. Nobody knows where he went. I thought that was rather something. That is pretty interesting. Um, questions: What we really know about what is real and what is tangible? Yeah. You know. But I, I don't know. It's uh. That is pretty interesting. Have you ever heard about the case of D.B. Cooper? No, but I've heard him in a song. So, D.B. Cooper, uh, basically, basically, he's a, uh, nobody really knows his real name, but he robbed the plane. He essentially robbed the plane. Mm-hmm. And he jumped out of the plane with a, uh, a, a basically an army parachute. And it was stormy, it was rainy and whatnot. Made off with the money. Parachute was found, but the body was never found. Some theorize he just, it, it was the greatest heist that ever was. Some theorize that it was probably the dumbest thing that he, he could ever done. Because he basically, where the plane was, was over a very, uh, very heavily wilderness area. And it was also at nighttime and it was raining. He jumped out yep. the plane with a, a used army parachute. But he, he vanished without a trace. That was wild. His body was never found. The parachute was found. The money wasn't found. I don't think the money was found. At least uh, I might be I think I've heard about this now. That you but um, some people say it's the greatest airplane heist of all time. Um, also, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. I remember seeing stuff about it when I was a kid. Um, and apparently, like... Uh, like aircraft instrumental gauges at the time you know analog gauges would go crazy and stuff like that you wouldn't get like an accurate reading um apparently there is underneath the seafloor there's volcanic activity where a certain gas will arise to the surface and when it gets in the atmosphere it causes engines to stall and they'll just crash yeah so i've also heard that um there's a you know there's a lot of interesting stuff sometimes there's you know, scientific explanations, but the ones that are most curious are the ones where, like, you know, science can't explain it. It leads, it leads to the, uh, leads to your imagination, or lets your imagination wander, at least. Uh, can't argue with that. Well, I have deeply enjoyed this Shedcast episode. It has been something. I've been wanting to get to the paranormal, just hadn't, hadn't been able to get to it yet, but I'm glad we got to talk about good bit of our episode about that tonight 
Luke, I'm so glad you decided to be our guest on here. Brody, you're gonna have to take a part, take part in a more bigger part in the next episode next time. Thank y'all for listening. Lucas, would you like to end us out on the old shed standard salute? Um, would you care to dive into fantasy football a little bit before I, we leave? Dag on. All right. Would you? <laughs> I can spare about three minutes. Spare about three minutes? Man, I tell you what. Um, I don't think I'm going to pick anybody from the Saints this year because I don't know what is going on. Um, yeah, uh, Carson Wentz is out indefinitely with an ankle injury. I don't know what happened. Foot injury. Foot injury, actually. He's going to go see a specialist. Who knows what's going to happen about that. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what to expect. Um, I don't know. I, hopefully, the games will happen and all the fans will be able to be there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to afford to go to a game because they're, like, starting at a, The nosebleeds are starting at in the hundreds. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're in high demand. Yeah, are in high demand. Right. Anybody got to go to one last year? They probably are. Yeah. Did you see where the Saints, uh, where the Superdome got rebranded? I did. Um, oh, I don't know what kind of changes or upgrades or uh, you know what other kind of amenities are going to be added to it. I suppose I'll be able to see that firsthand, you know, uh, tomorrow. But well, how much do you think? Like what? What? What type of gains does do, does the uh, Saints organization get from that? Like changing naming rights and stuff like that. I have no idea. Then Mercedes Benz just not have the money, or is like sports betting, or is like yeah, sports betting is so popular right now. Caesar's Palace is like you know what? We're gonna buy the Superdome. All right, yeah, yeah, okay, we're gonna buy the Superdome. Mercedes Benz could uh, you know, ski down. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what kind of changes it's going to bring to it. So hopefully it's for the best. Yep. Hope y'all have fun tomorrow. What are y'all doing tomorrow? I'm heading to Lafayette. Haley and Emily are moving apartments, so I'm going to be helping them move. Dag and Yep. I'll tell you what. That sounds Lafayette. What part of Lafayette? By ULL. I mean, uh, My uh, my buddy's fiance just uh, graduated and I helped him move out of her little apartment. I'll tell you what, dude, apartments are a ripoff. They are such a ripoff. Eleven hundred, there's like nine hundred square feet, and she was paying like eleven hundred dollars for that thing. Dang ridiculous, on. man. Absolutely ridiculous. Kitchen was a joke. I tell you what, I couldn't. Okay, the countertop space in there, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, man. But uh, anyways, Jonathan. I called you Shelby. I said, well, but your grandpa was like, who are you waiting on here for, Sean? I'm like, wait on Shelby. He's like, you're waiting on who? And I was like, uh, Jonathan. He's like, oh, where are we going? Okay, you'll be, you'll be able to back to track you every day. Come on, there, forward, there, 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 forward, right. there, right. Yeah, that boy, you know, going up in there, man, I got that sticky, wet, sticky movie on. Yeah. Didn't yeah. actually say that, but right. could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Right. Good, good guy. Gave me a bottle of water. Very nice guy. But anyway, Shelby, thank you for having me. Um, glad to be here. This place is pretty sweet. Um, if my current living situation goes out the window, I think I'm gonna put a sleeping bag in here somewhere and like mooch off you. 
Sounds good to me. Anyways. Uh, Lucas, take us home. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, God's guns.